This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey friends, we hope you haven't missed us too much while you've been away on our season break. But if you had, we just wanted to pop back up on your feed with a look into what our normal Patreon Music Meltdown episodes are like. This episode that we are posting in our feed today is our episode where we were discussing the controversy around Olivia Rodrigo and people saying that she was stealing her aesthetic from the indie artist Pom Pom Squad, as well as Courtney Love calling her out for copying the Carrie-inspired album artwork that Hole had done very many years ago. And then we went on to discuss a couple more artists who have had their aesthetics or their artwork copied or stolen by bigger artists. It was a really interesting conversation and we thought that we could just hop back on your feed and let you have access to this. And if you do enjoy this episode, you can get more like it as well as access to our Discord and mini episodes called Did You Hear, which is the music news you need to know with a feminist twist over at patreon.com slash name three songs. You can join us and a lot of other amazing people in our community, including Hannah, who just joined us recently. We are so happy to have you over at patreon.com slash name three songs. We will be back in your feed with normal episodes starting October 24th. We're so excited to get back to our normal episodes. We have missed you guys. We know it's only been two weeks, but we've missed it. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. And once again, if you do, you can come join us over at patreon.com slash name three songs for more content like this. I just feel like people on the internet are getting madder and madder and madder. And we've been talking about if you guys have joined us on our Instagram lives, or I think we've even been discussing it on Discord too, is just like the aggressively online thoughts that people have been having and like how people just get mad about it. And I think that that sort of correlates a bit with what we're talking about today, which was the fact that it seemed that every female artist on the internet decided that they owned the thought of being sad and angry at prom night. Or just or being, being a cheerleader. Uh, or making a scrapbook. Yeah. yeah. So it seems like every woman between the ages of like 50 and 19 has decided that they own the aesthetic of being an angsty teenager who makes all of their things by leaving cryptic notes with cut out newspaper letters, which actually was stolen from serial killers. So, <laughs> which actually was stolen Seriously. from mean girls. <laughs> Serial serial killers stole it from Mean Girls. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be real. Zodiac killer. (laughs) Leaving a ransom note. Which actually was stolen from newspaper printers. This is how newspapers used to be printed, you guys. (laughs) Give credit where credit is due. But essentially, that's what we're talking about today. When is credit due and when is it not? And Sarah, I actually think we'll be able to bring a cool perspective from this since we're both photographers. Yeah, I mean, that was partially why I was like, oh, we can talk about this. It'll be easy for us to have thoughts because, I mean, this happens in so many forms of art. And we are at this point where, like, art has existed for such a long time that it's like, can people even have original ideas anymore? Like, is that even possible? Exactly. Like, it was just funny because when we were doing research for this, there were a few articles that were talking about this Ramones album artwork which is literally just them standing in front of a brick wall and I'm like the Ramones did not invent brick walls (laughs) like this is such a weird take 
Yeah. Yeah. The reason why, if you haven't already figured it out, why we're talking about this is because the internet right now has decided that Olivia Rodrigo is the worst, maybe, which makes no sense because everybody was like obsessed with her like five days ago. And everyone's coming at her saying that she has no original ideas. I mean, they've been coming at her since the album came out because they're like, she ripped off Misery Business, which I couldn't really say (laughs) i think that that's a bunch of bullshit Haley williams i think even basically was like i don't know about that but Haley williams invented being a woman in pop punk and nobody else can do it (laughs) she owns the copyright it's like just because something's timing sounds similar enough to do a mashup between misery business and good for you doesn't mean that good for you sounds anything like misery business yes But everybody's been mad at Olivia Rodrigo. And then she announced that she was releasing like a feature film concert thing that was themed as like a sour prom. And so she did promo where she basically was paying homage to Carrie, like the Stephen King book slash movie, which came out in the 1970s, mind you. And I mean, also in the Good For You video, I mean, there's the fire, there's all this stuff. There's all these things that very clearly are paying homage to both I think Jennifer's body and Carrie. So she just loves female-led horror films. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with playing homage. But after this sour prom thing came out, all of these other female artists came out of the woodwork and are like, you're stealing my thing. And a lot of them are small independent artists. So number one, like maybe you should know where you got the idea from. And number two, women supporting women. Please, Kay, thanks. Like you guys are Um, youths. Like, you should know. <laughs> so, essentially, the first instance of this we see is Twitter user Honeycut Band posted a thread sharing some similarities between Olivia Rodrigo and Pom Pom Squad. They said, Had a TikTok go viral that had photos show how Olivia Rodrigo's team have been very inspired by Pom Pom Squad's music slash album, art slash Insta post, style, vibe, etc., and have copied Pom Pom Squad frequently throughout Olivia's campaign. And they go on to share photos. There's like a photo of a cake with pom pom squad like putting their hand in the cake and then olivia rodrigo has this cake also that she's like picking apart with her hands there's the hair clips the like sour hair clips with her hair pinned back and that was similar to pom pom squads also which said heaven then there's like olivia rodrigo holding a prom sign with the scrapbook letters and something similar with pom pom squad having scrapbook letters and a prom theme and wearing a tiara holding roses all this stuff which like imo prom theme isn't like pom pom squad didn't invent prom theme or scrapbook letters as we just said in our intro (laughs) yeah it's weird because the photographer slash like creative petra collins has been who's worked very heavily with olivia rodrigo and her style has been very on par like with this sort of low clarity fuzzy images very like early 2000s late 90s vibes for a very long time and so it's just these things of like inspiration from inspiration from inspiration and everybody right now is very much living in that early 2000s nostalgia yeah um but with like 2021's fashion sense (laughs) and so i think that it's kind of just insane for anybody to be like this is a complete ripoff, like, blah, blah. It's like people have, as I said at the start, it's like it's very hard to have a completely original idea at this point. And it's like, I'm sure there are other people who have done things similar to what Pom Pom Squad has done when 
like i don't know it's just insane because like yes pom-pom squad's whole vibe and whole theme is like being kind of like a grunge cheerleader and she's been world creating for quite some time around that vibe but just because that's what her aesthetic is at all times doesn't mean that olivia rodrigo can't do a music video as a cheerleader in high school when the video when i watched it and i know about pom-pom squad like i like pom-pom squad my first thought was wow this is an homage to jennifer's body i never was like wow she really is a big pom-pom squad fan and it's just weird because it's like people don't get mad when you do homages to movies or something in music because it's a quote-unquote different genre of like art but the second you pay homage to another artist or another band they're like how dare you you are plagiarizing this band's work i think the big issue here is that there's a history of independent artists being taken advantage of by mainstream artists and them not giving credit where credit is due. And so I think that's why this type of conversation is sparked is because it's really easy for big artists to take advantage of indie artists. And in this sense, like if nobody knows who Pom Pom Squad is, then it could just it can be seen as Olivia co-opting that image and claiming it as her own and not giving credit. But in this scenario... I think we were both on the same page that Pom Pom Squad doesn't own that image. So it's kind of hard Mm -hmm. to steal it from somebody who isn't even the original creator of that theme. However, I also see how some of these concept photos are quite similar, like with the hair clips specifically. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely similarities there. And I mean, it's also completely possible, like... I mean, this is my issue all the time when I do shoots, when people are like, oh, I want you to make like a mood board or do something, is that I have the fear that I'm going to see something that I like and I'm going to copy it too closely. But when you have something similar like those hair clips, it's like the photos themselves are so vastly different with just like the styling, the color, all that sort of stuff that it's like, yeah, it's it's not that fucking deep. This isn't one of those things where it's a close enough copy that it could be copyright infringement. Like, this isn't that instance. Whereas, for example, if this was, like, a piece of merchandise where it was, like, a t-shirt design and it was, like, very blatantly, obviously, the same t-shirt design, then that independent artist would have rights to sue for copyright infringement. Yeah, exactly. And this is the thing is it's, like, if it was, like, a carbon copy of the photo... That would be a different scenario. But it's like if you got inspiration from something, it's really not that big of a deal because it's not like Olivia's whole aesthetic is being a fucking cheerleader. Like that's not her thing. Her thing is just being an angsty high schooler. And it's like Pom Pom Squad is a grown ass woman. (laughs) Like she's not in high school. So why does it matter that a high schooler is using high school themes and ideas to promote her music it it makes complete sense so from this article in pop crush which was writing about what went down they also wrote seemingly confirming honey's theory a manager at city slang the record label that pom-pom squad is signed to noted via twitter that one of rodrigo's a&r members has quote purportedly followed mia the lead singer since early 2020 on instagram also don't worry city slang is working to build pom-pom in a thoughtful and strategic way she'll have a lifelong career if any of us have anything to do with it 
So this is weird. So basically they're saying one of Olivia's A&R people have been following Pom Pom Squad, insinuating that it's possible that they took creative ideas from them. But the manager is also saying, we're going to make sure Pom Pom has a long career. I don't know. This is weird. So this is the other thing. It's like Pom Pom Squad is based out of Brooklyn, New York. They're a New York City band. So if somebody from A&R and music industry follows them, like they, they literally could be friends. Like, they could know each other. The music industry in New York is so fucking small that it's really not that fucking deep. And I'm just, like, tired of it because, especially for the past couple years, it seems so much like women are moving towards, like, women supporting women, this whole thing. But the second that somebody is more successful than somebody else and they're like, oh, they have similar aesthetics, they're doing this thing, suddenly it's like, how dare this woman do this thing? And it's like... I understand that, yes, independent artists get their stuff stolen often and people rip them off and all that sort of thing. But this isn't an original idea. Like, it's not. And this is also why this then went on to be a bigger thing is because Courtney Love went on Instagram and posted the album artwork for her band Holes album, Live Through This, which came out in 1994, which was like a crazed looking prom queen with smudged mascara holding flowers wearing crown all that sort of stuff very similar to the imagery that olivia used but again that imagery was very much so taken from the film carrie which came out in the 1970s and that film is infamous for the prom scene so it's not something that people aren't aware of it's not like courtney love could ever say like we didn't get inspiration from carrie because that's literally not true or possible i just don't understand okay courtney love is just like on another planet right now for making this about her because basically (laughs) her her caption is spot the difference hashtag twinning and then olivia commented and said love you and live through this so much which like okay Mm -hmm. first of all courtney love to post this i feel like it could have just been cute and cheeky and like her supporting her and olivia was like oh my god like Mm -hmm. i love you so much whatever but then love goes on to comment and say olivia you're welcome my favorite florist is in Notting Hill, London. DM me for deets. I look forward to reading your note, which at first I'm also just like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. But Olivia could just be like, wow, I love you so much and send flowers. But then Courtney Love goes on to Facebook to say it was rude of her to not ask myself or the live through this cover photographer, Ellen Von Unworth, essentially for permission to use this imagery. And she said, it happened my whole career, so I don't care, but manners is manners. She literally went on this rampage because there's more comments here. She says, stealing an original idea is not asking permission, it's rude. There's no way to be elegant about it. I'm not angry, it happens all the time to me, but this was bad form. That's not bullying or bomb throwing. This person's music has nothing to do with my life. Possibly never will, it was rude. I have every right to stick up for my work. Don't gatekeep me. I'm honorable as fuck to my fellow artists and I expect the same what literally what but Courtney like this isn't shocking like Courtney Love does this shit all of the time and I just like don't I just don't I don't understand and it's so frustrating because also I just feel like 
Courtney Love is such a pick-me girl in so many ways. And it's such a detriment because Hole is such an important band to like the feminist movement of art of like female artists in punk and in rock and just in general. And the fact that Courtney Love is a literal piece of shit is just the worst thing ever. And like, oh. don't bully a fucking teenager. Like you're a grown ass woman and it's so unnecessary. And as we were saying before, it's like, this wasn't an original idea. And also, like, the photos are fucking different enough. Like, you didn't invent prom, Courtney Love. It's so funny that Courtney Love made this about her when it's absolutely not about her. It's just very, like, I'm the center of the universe. Prom started being covered in high school yearbooks in America in the 1930s. (laughs) And it's believed that proms may have existed as early as the late 19th century. So that's the 1800s. Was Courtney Love around in the 1800s for sad 1800 girls crying on prom night? No! There's so many people on the comments on this Courtney Love Instagram post saying, did you ever give Stephen King flowers? (laughs) (laughs) This is hilarious. So so many people are calling it out from the movie Carrie. Well, yeah, because it's literally obvious. And then somebody said, you're almost 60 coming at an 18-year-old? Weird, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, weird. Okay, this is Courtney Love's attempt to stay relevant. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on to the next one. (laughs) It fully blows my mind that Courtney Love decided to make this about her. But it also just blows my mind that people on the internet were just like, yes, let's hate on this person who's being successful just to hate on them. Because I think also it's like, wow, that thread about Pom Pom Squad does make sense. Like there, there is a lot of similar imagery. But as we keep saying, she didn't invent angsty high school student sort of thing. Like it just feels weird because I feel like sometimes people see an opportunity to go viral or to get something that they care about to go viral and they're like let me just post it and I don't care if it makes somebody else look bad yeah and I just feel like that's not the way you want your favorite band to become successful is because they're known for that band whose fans called them out for copying somebody else who was doing better than them also there was a very long op-ed in Harper's Bazaar called why does everything look like a high school burn book which made me immediately think of uh mean girls but this article is like super 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 long and honestly quite interesting because it talks about sleepover core aesthetics which is the scrapbookiness the balloons the confetti the like to high school drama of it all but it also ties it back to like the punk movement and how zines were made then and like the style in which zines were made and then this writer kind of goes on to say like olivia who's a mainstream artist is taking very diy imagery and using it in her artwork and like that was kind of their whole point but people are gonna use imagery like you like this isn't appropriative of a culture or a specific person or anything so i just don't see this argument the thing that i find just really weird and as i said when we first started this and we talk about a lot is that aggressive online 
thought process that people have that if you were in a group of people, there might be one other person who's like, yeah, I see your point. And everybody else would be like, you okay, bro? Is things like this where it's like, people are so used to like minority groups talking about their culture being appropriated and people treating them badly that then when you're part of like a subculture, a la being part of like the DIY community or being goth or things like that, you're then like, they're appropriating my culture. And it's like your culture existed so that people could have somewhere to go. Just because somebody got mainstream doesn't mean that they weren't part of a community beforehand. Like they don't leave that community just because they're being successful elsewhere. Like, I just don't get it. Like, if you go and do things, like, people go to work and they look like they go to work and then they go home. And if they're goth, they're goth when they're home. Yeah. No, no, it's really true. I think also, like, this article, like, goes... Because it it talks about just, like, the history of, like, how this imagery has been used and stuff. And also points out the ways in which, like, teen imagery so like for example this like example what olivia did what pom-pom squad did feels like a very safe way for young females to express themselves and for other young females to identify with it and then they go on to like also reference that essay by tavi jevinson about the britney spears doc and about how anything that's like young teen girls is going to be sexualized no matter what so i don't know if you're interested i'll put this in the comments so you guys can read more I mean, it's just funny because depending on your background or where you come from or what have you, you're going to have a different mindset of where a style comes from. And while the zine quote unquote style very much was a big thing in punk and DIY music, I mean, when I think of this scrapbook vibe, I think of this book series that I used to read when I was a kid called Amelia's Notebook, which literally like looked like it was written in one of those like black and white sort of lined notepads that you bring to school and there would be like drawings in it and stickers and words from magazines and all that sort of vibe and I'm and that is how I like correlate preteen angst vibe of things is like creating a world within a notebook and I feel like teen girls have been doing this forever like I used to glue together posters and do all that sort of stuff and it's like where's the bridge between the DIY zine scene and uh preteen girls in their bedrooms just trying to like have some sort of semblance of control of their lives by making notebooks that nobody can trace back to them so the next thing we see with Olivia Rodrigo criticism is people pointing out that she took inspiration from Elvis Costello and his angsty 1978 anthem, Pump It Up. Somebody tweeted that the first song on the album is pretty much a direct lift from Elvis Costello. And then Elvis Costello responded and said, this is fine by me, Billy. It's how rock and roll works. You take the broken pieces of another thrill and make it a brand new toy. That's what I did. And he uses the hashtag subterranean homesick blues and too much monkey business in reference to respectively the Bob Dylan and Chuck Berry songs that influence Pump It Up. And here we have a prime example of how to celebrate other artists and not criticize them because everything is influenced by everything else just the fact that a rock and roll dude a man said this (laughs) just like thank you soft clap golf clap for him (laughs) well that's a thing and this is like 
I think the point that we're trying to make in, in a lot of what we're saying is it's like something is always going to have come first. And when there's only so many chords or so many aesthetics or so many things that you can take from the real world that can turn into art, you're gonna start to hear things that sound similar. There's so many things that sound similar. And it's like, if her and her team, like she's signed to a major label, this is not an independent artist. If her and her team genuinely lifted stuff from the song, he would be credited in the song and he would have been paid. Just like how when Taylor Swift did Look What You Made Me Do, she literally credited the people, right said Fred's sexy and I know it because she lifted it and used it in the song and they made money from it. And so it's like, like, just because something sounds similar doesn't mean that you're stealing something or doing something wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with inspiration. If there was something wrong with inspiration, we wouldn't have half of the artists that we have today. Yeah. And there's a difference between that and what you said with the Taylor example of sampling something and then something like the whole vanilla ice, ice, ice baby debacle where like artists have actually been taken to court because the songs were so sonically similar that it, it was copyright infringement. But just because something sounds similar mm-hmm. and something being the same are two different things. So. Yeah, well, I mean, the Vanilla Ice thing was very much, I'm pretty sure, them being like, let's see what we can get away with. Because I just remember there's like this iconic video of Vanilla Ice being like, there's goes like, he's like, there's goes like, do 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 and ours goes do 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 ting or like the other way around (laughs) wow an icon a true icon except not really so i don't know i just feel like it all comes back to just people being big mad that a teenage girl is having so much success and that people are loving her for it because i mean even when the album came out there was all these like tweets where people thought that they were being clever and they're like oh look at all these millennial women coming up with excuses to feel something to olivia rodrigo's album and like all this stuff just making fun of women for enjoying a fucking good album and it's like shut the fuck up just let people like what they like let people do things stop hating on somebody because they're doing well like it's fucking exhausting yeah yeah Complete agree. So we do have a few other examples of artists maybe taking inspiration, maybe actually stealing artwork. So Sarah, would you like to tell us about this law situation? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yeah, so I mean, in comparison to this Olivia Rodrigo thing where the idea was never really that original to begin with, we had Love came under fire in 2018 for 
ripping off artwork from this British quote-unquote indie rock band called Coloring. And the band was signed to Interscope, which is like a label that's owned by Universal Music, whereas Love is signed by AWOL, which is owned by Sony Music. So basically, starting in 2016, Coloring started releasing singles using this imagery of like very thick blue paint with like a hand dipped in blue paint, blue paint on a woman's back, blue paint just in every single thing that they were releasing. On photos, all this stuff, there was just like this very thick acrylic blue paint in all this imagery. And the first image of this that we see was in the 2016 EP called Symmetry. And basically the artwork is just like a close up of a hand dipped in this blue paint. And so they use this imagery a lot. They worked with a photographer that they were friends with. Like they very much creative directed this idea. And this wasn't something that I had ever seen used in like the same way before because it was a very cohesive theme throughout a lot of the content that they were putting out at the like visual content that they were putting out at that time. And then in 2018, we have Love coming out with concept art that came out that was also an image of somebody's hand dipped in blue paint, which very much like clearly looked inspired by coloring. And so this is another instance of it's completely possible that he'd never heard of them before, but also like the similarities were too, too similar to like ignore. And I just like, I never really understand these sorts of situations because like the band was mad and the artist was mad. And I just remember like on Instagram, because a lot of photographers that I'm friends with know the band or know their photographer and they were all sort of posting about it being like this is not cool how is he getting away with this and it's it's this interesting thing because compared to Olivia Rodrigo and Pom Pom Squad like Pom Pom Squad has a very like while she's an independent artist and while she's small like her fan base is very protective of her Whereas coloring like weren't as big of a band. So this didn't blow up, but this was like blowing up in my sort of inner circle <laughs> of people that I know. And so it's 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 this weird thing where there was nothing really done about it. It was just sort of something that people acknowledged happened and then moved away from. But I feel like in these scenarios, it's kind of sad and uncomfortable because I feel like that was a more original idea that then somebody else also did and it's like how can you not have gotten inspiration from this other artist um yeah because i'm seeing some other photos he's like in a bathtub with blue paint there's blue paint on his body so i feel like this scenario is really hard to say because it is quite similar but again i don't i don't i i don't really know how to feel about this one yeah I mean, I don't know. Lots of people have used body paint in different ways. So this is like, oh, but it's blue. The, I guess like it is blue on the white background. Like h- how much can you really say this is inspiration versus infringement, you know? Yeah, I think that if it had just been, so there are those shots of like Lav like sort of painted in this blue paint, him sitting in like a bathtub of this blue paint sort of thing. I think that like if it had just been the bathtub situation or him painted like that, I think that there would have been that thought and nobody would have really mentioned it again. But I think the fact that there was that artwork with the hand, I think that that's where people were like, okay, this is too 
close for comfort for me. But also, like, if you're doing, like, a blue paint body situation, having paint dripping off a hand is, like, a cool way to show it also. So it is possible yeah. it was, like, a separate original idea. I feel like, I don't know, this is messy also because, like, I don't know how, because this was Lob's first album. I don't know how big he really was at the time. And so if they were both kind of indie artist in a way like I mean it's hard to say whether or not anyone on his team saw that and used it as direct inspiration or not but on a lighter note you could also argue that blue man group did it first (laughs) I literally was thinking that while we were talking about this (laughs) so I mean I don't know It's just, it's funny, but it's that weird thing, like how we were saying before, it's like, there are so many things that, like with this, like this is very original of an idea. And so it is completely possible that another person in another country, thousands of miles away, had another original thought and that this was what it was, you know? And so this is where things get kind of messy in that way, because this is so much more of an original idea than being sad at prom, that two people could have had the same thought like it's not unheard of because he also love on twitter says he shot this for paranoid which is one of his singles and then somebody asked him why the color blue is it your favorite or something and he said yes and it's hard to perfectly articulate a color in words but to me blue represents the more complicated and honest side of things there's a certain grounded raw emotion in it so it's also very possible that if he's channeling things like paranoia along with anxiety and depression that blue is a very representative color for that and just like we see with Billie Eilish's imagery of like being swallowed up by black paint like it's not unreasonable that he had this idea without seeing coloring oh yeah completely it's a weird situation when it's two artists who at the time when they first had this idea or first used it were both probably around the same size I mean love was probably a bit bigger when he was doing this but it's still just that situation of like we were saying at the beginning independent artists are stolen from so often or smaller artists are stolen from so often that the automatic jump to is to be like they rip me off especially when the idea does feel a lot more authentic and original than other ideas that have been reused yeah so I think another kind of example where things are more blatantly riffed off to the point where the artist had to change the artwork was Machine Gun Kelly's 2020 album, Tickets to My Downfall. Yes. That was an interesting case because what happened with that was that the artist who MGK hired to draw his album artwork basically just took a concept photo somewhere from the internet and drew it verbatim. And the photographer was just like, "I, you don't have permission to do this, which the photographer has every right to do. I feel like the photographer should have just cashed in some big money and let Machine Gun Kelly use it. But also we don't know what happened. Like maybe Machine Gun Kelly didn't want to pay for it. So this was like, Machine Gun Kelly yeah. didn't know this happened. So when it came to light, he like apologized and they ended up changing the cover like super last minute. But the thing was that I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that they had albums already in store. So I think that there are people who own this album artwork. Yeah. Wasn't it on the vinyl? No, I thought it was. They just sort of copied it. That's why the vinyl was so delayed. Yeah, so 
The album came out on September 25th, and on September 7th, he tweeted that he was forced to change the album cover. And again, he said, like, I didn't make this design, so I apologize to the original artist, which rightfully so. I mean, he did the right thing here in having to do it and Mm -hmm. also, like, giving a genuine apology. It's just so crazy that it was so close to the turnaround time of when this happened. Well, it's completely, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because they probably started promoting it with the album artwork maybe like a week or two before the album came out and the artist probably eventually found it and there was probably some back and forth, probably some sort of negotiation of trying to get permission to have used it, but it could have just come down to the fact that like they didn't want to pay for it. Because I mean, like if that happened to me and I was like, oh, Machine Gun Kelly, I would just see fucking dollar signs because I'm sure that they probably settled for something. Yeah. Just in general, because there were already albums out in the world. Yeah, yeah. No, that whole thing is crazy. Because I remember, because we were like, we were, we were MGK fans back then. So we, <laughs> we we remember the timeline of when things happened. And it feels like he didn't, that, like his release schedule for that album wasn't like super far in advance. So I guess that makes sense with the timeline. And I mean, so in, again, like we have all these sort of situations where, Like, this MGK one is very much like somebody legitimately ripped off work that already existed. We had an Aaron Carter situation where Aaron Carter literally stole somebody else's artwork, did not change it at all, just was like, well, this is on the internet, so this is mine now. And they wound up going to small claims court, and the artist wound up winning... $12,500 in a settlement with Aaron Carter because Aaron Carter literally stole his artwork. And so then when we have these situations where artists are paying homage to other artists that they appreciate or where you're using an idea that isn't super original, it's just crazy when people get up in arms about it. And so there were like some other articles just sort of covering album artwork where things are playing homage, where things are like similar but probably have nothing to do with each other and there were just two artworks that stood out to me in this article written on Vinyl Me Please in 2016 which was the My Bloody Valentine art for Glider in 1990 and Block Party's Intimacy in 2008 and so My Bloody Valentine's cover was like this highly stylized edited image of these two people very close up going in to kiss with like tongues out and it's very much like you can't even really tell it was a photo anymore whereas with the block party one which came out 18 years later you have a close-up image of two people going in to kiss no tongues (laughs) no tongues are involved it's like a blurry very aesthetic image of this sort of moment of two people going in to kiss and so it's very similar to the olivia rodrigo situation of that this isn't an original thought like people can't like people take photos of people going into kiss all the time like this is a very often used imagery for things and so i'm not aware if there's ever been any like uproar or anything in regards to this album artwork but i think it's just an interesting example of another sort of idea that's not super original being used for album artwork and then we have the elvis presley album which came out in 1956 and the clashes london calling which came out in 1979 which both have album artworks of black and white live image photos with on the side have the artist's name written in pink and green. And the guy who designed the Clash's album cover 
was like, yeah, this is an homage to Elvis Presley. So like they're different enough. Like the photos aren't exactly the same, but also with things like that, you have so many situations of people paying homage to artists that they love and grew up listening to. And it's not, I don't like nobody really is like, I'm going to sue you for taking my album artwork. Cause I mean, like people take things from like the Beatles and all different artists all the time because the album artworks are pretty straightforward and easy to replicate. And so it's like an, an easy option to sort of do something different, but similar enough to pay your respects and show the artists that have inspired you in your artwork as well as in your music. Yeah, I mean, the Elvis Presley and like the Clash examples it was 1956 and 1979. So number one, yeah. social media also playing a role in this of people being able to call stuff out. Number two, this specific instance could have been like the artist whoever made Elvis's cover like didn't even know this London Calling thing happened. But I'm curious, like if they had known, would this be an issue because of the way the text is laid out and the mm-hmm. color and font? But like text and color and font are also not a copyrightable thing unless it's like a specific logo. So I don't know if this would be actual infringement or not on this album. Yeah, I don't. I think that as long, <laughs> like coming from like my photography background of like rights laws that I'm aware of, as long as you've like paid to use the font, you can't really be held accountable for something like that. Yeah, it's just interesting because I'm just like in the eyes of 2020, if this had come out now, like would people be making an issue about it? And also like even the block party one that was 2008. So, you know, MySpace days. But I don't know. This has been an interesting interesting conversation i feel like everything we've said is kind of like our point being that everything is influential of everything else so Mm -hmm. people claiming original ideas as their own when they're not their own original ideas can shut it but (laughs) i don't know do you have any final remarks sarah I think just coming from a photographer standpoint, I can 100% see where a lot of these people are coming from being like, well, I had this idea. But again, as we keep sort of coming home with, it's like, unless it's legitimately a situation of somebody stealing your art or copying something that you've done where they're like, oh, well, I drew your photo. So that doesn't count. Art is subjective. Like art, art can be anything and you can't really own an idea And unless somebody is completely copying every single aspect of your original concept, you don't really have like a leg to stand on, you know, because there's so much to say when it comes to art and so many people can have similar ideas because like, I don't know, I just feel like you go and you look at people's Instagrams, you go and you look at photos and stuff and like there's so many photos that are similar or done in different ways because we're all inspired by similar things because that's what the internet sort of done to us like nobody has anything that's just theirs anymore where like prior to the internet if you saw photos of somebody like somebody who lived in new york city versus somebody who like lived in like montana would have like vastly different photos rather than them both sort of chasing the same aesthetic because they're inspired by the same people on the internet. And so the ability to have singular creative ideas is sort of closing in because we have access to so much stuff. And so I think everybody just needs to take a chill pill. (laughs) Yeah. And if anything, if anything with this Olivia Rodrigo pom-pom debacle, if anything, this has put 
Pom Pom Squad on more people's radars. Like, there's probably a lot of Olivia fans who would then go enjoy Pom Pom Squad. Yeah, 100%. But also, I mean, like, personally, as an artist, I would not want to be tied to a fan trying to call out another woman for using similar vibes to me. True. So I guess we pass this off to y'all this time. Let us know what you guys think about this situation. I know we've been discussing it a bit on Discord, but we would love to hear more thoughts on if there's other album artwork situations that we missed or what you guys feel about this whole Olivia Rodrigo sitch. Until next time, never let anyone make you feel bad about loving your favorite band. Bye, guys. Love y'all. Bye. Well, we hope you enjoyed that episode and that peek into what our music meltdowns are like over on our Patreon. We're having so much fun with our Patreon community. And if you want more episodes like this one or access to our news episodes, our Discord, and so much other cool content, once again, you can come join us at patreon.com slash name three songs. Otherwise, we will see you on socials. Once again, our normal episodes will be back up on your feed starting October 24th. And if you want more content, you can always come follow us on social media. We are at name three songs. Or if you want even more bonus content, as I've said a couple times already, you can come join us at patreon.com slash name three songs. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chabacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.